Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Before, um, before we start, before I read our, our scripture this morning, um, I just want to thank you. Um, Dennis, uh, when he spoke uh, last week, we had scheduled that back um, months ago, and uh, I guess it really needed. <laughs> I guess the Lord knew what was going to be happening, but, but actually the week before, um, Justin, yeah, I really did spring that on him on Friday, Friday morning, and said, hey, buddy. You, 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 you got a sermon in the back pocket, you know, and uh, said, I'm not, I'm not going to be there. And, uh, you know, I, I, on our website, um, the sermons every week go on the website. You can go in and listen, listen to the sermons. Um, and, and I listened to his sermon, and I, boy, he's good. That was a good message, and I'll tell you. Um, he does a good job. And so thank you, buddy. I, I really appreciate you stepping up like that. That's not easy. But um, uh, what, a, what, a, what a blessing. So if, hey, if you, you know, and this doesn't mean that you can stay home. Um, but, you know, uh, you can just go to the website and, and, uh, and pick up sermons. We carry weeks in there. Um, they just get added in every week. Um, and so it's, take advantage of that. Um, turn in your Bibles please, to Psalm 63, to the 63rd Psalm. We're going to read verses 1, one through 8. Would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Oh God... You are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. And thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, because you have been my help. And therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Let's bow our heads. Our gracious Father, I thank you so much. How good it is just to be here together and to know that, yeah, you, you are. You are our God. And Father, I want everyone here just to be able to claim you. And better than that, to know that you claim us. And I thank you for this time that we could praise you and now open your word together. And, and I just ask, Father, that you would just open our hearts and our minds. Let your spirit come amongst us. Father, um, let all that, that we hear and all that we say be in glory to you. 
And I pray this in your most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Please, you want to leave those Bibles open. Um, you know, this, the past couple weeks here have been kind of, um, um, kind of miserable. Um, I, uh, up until um, I, I realized what I, what I was getting, um, I was getting headaches, uh, only on one side, you know, I didn't know what it was, and ended up with lumps on top of my head, and I thought, my goodness, I said, surely, did you, did you clobber me in the middle of the night or something, or what, you know, what is happening? And, and it started out on the forehead, and, and it got kind of, you know, and, and it, yeah, it makes you sick, and it, it feels kind of miserable and, and everything, but I went, well, that's not, that's, it's not real, real bad. And then, um, and then it moved, and it went to the side of my head, and that's, that's, that stuff hurts. That hurts. And, and, uh, um, but, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the cards. I appreciate the prayers. Um, and you, you, I don't know. Sometimes you've got to say, I, I don't know if, if you realize just how much people are touched by the prayers and the cards and, and all of that that, that you send. Um, but I'm going to confess something here. Um, I have a tough time praying for myself. I just, I just don't do it. Um, it's, I, I wish I had a, a valid reason for, for um, saying that I don't. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm doing something for me and I don't feel like I should be doing something for me. I feel like I should be doing something for, for others. I love praying for people. I love to be able to stand in that gap um, between, between the world and, 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 and the Father, um, you know, to know that I can step in and pray for people. But I, it, it's, that's fine. But for some reason, some reason for me, I don't, I don't do that for, for myself. Um, Shirley's reminded me of that a few times, and, uh, and she's prayed for me. But the scripture today... Um, that, that, that I read is one of my, one of my favorite psalms. And, and the reason that, I don't know, I, the reason I like it so much is because I take that psalm when I pray, and, and there's a lot of times I've inserted that in, into my own prayers. How many times have, have I said, my God, you are my God. You know, when you think about who God is, um, and, and really, to, to look at Scripture, to go back to the very beginning of God walking through the, through the, the, uh, the Garden of Eden, going, you know, after Adam had sinned, Adam and Eve had sinned, and going, Adam, Eve, where are you? You know, and they're hiding there. Of course he knew where they were. But that very God, that very God is my God. That, that very God is your God. Him. And, and, to, and, and this is what I do. I, I take this, this psalm, and this, this David's psalm that, that he, he wrote while he was in the wilderness of Judah, and, and, and I take that and I insert it, you know, into, into my, own, my own prayers. You see, prayer, folks, is, is a subject that is, we, when we talk to each other about prayer, we, we get all different kinds of, of, of responses. 
Um, I, I do, my brother told me about a friend of his who uh, was a pastor up, up in New York, and he was, he was in a church, and he was at one of the, I don't know, trustee meetings or, or whatever, and as he gathered them all together, um, he, he looked at one of the trustees, and he says, would you open us some prayer? And, and the guy looked back at him and said, hey, that's what we pay you for. You do it. And, you know, and... and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you say? But the thing is, is that the guy was, was nervous about praying out loud and praying in front of people. And, and, and that is, that's kind of an understandable thing. Um, in fact, that's okay. We're not all, you know, we don't all feel real comfortable to, to be able to go to the Lord and, and to pray in front of other people. And, and it's almost like speaking in front of people. I mean, there was a day in my life when, it was quite a few days in my life, when in order to get up here and speak in front of you, I would have passed out. Never could I ever have stood before a group of people and spoke. Um, but, you know, the Lord takes, and, and, and practice doesn't make perfect, but, it, but practice takes away fear. And, and so I'm, I'm able to do that. But... And people think that, that when they pray or if they're praying out loud that, that the prayer that they're, that they're giving, that they're bringing to the Lord for, for the intercession for somebody else, they feel like, well, it's got to be all flowery. It's got to be a flowery prayer. Folks, I don't do flowery prayers. I, I'm, I'm not good at it. There's times I listen to people, um, listen to people pray and, and I, I go... Man, I wish I could pray like that. It's good. It's good stuff. But it, it, and, and there's nothing against the person who's doing that. But sometimes we feel like, well, the prayer that I pray has got to be a flowery prayer. It's got to be something that the Lord will only listen to those who can give the flowery prayer. That's, that's not true. That's not true. It doesn't really work that way. You know, we, we recite the Lord's Prayer every, every Sunday. It's something that we do. You know, if you go back into Scripture and look at it, he says, when the, when the disciples said, teach us how to pray, he said, all right, do it like, like this. Do it like this. He didn't say do this. He said do it like this. And, and it's just what, he, what the, the Lord's Prayer is, and, and you know, we, we use it. We use it a lot. A lot of people use the Lord's Prayer a lot. But what it's trying to tell you is, is to pray in, in your own way, but, but it gives you, there is an example that we have, and that is the Lord's Prayer. And, and what we can use also, if it, if it helps you out, is the word ACTS, A-C-T-S. It's, it's a way to prayer, pray. I, I don't know if you've ever used anything like that. The A is adoration, the C is confession, the, the T is thanks, and, and the S is supplication. You know, it's, it's, how, it's, a, it's, a, it's a road map. Does it have to be that way? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. What, what needs to be is, is that time of, pray, of prayer. You know, we so often talk about our relationship with Christ, and I, and I talk about that a lot, is that relationship. I'm totally... And, and, you know, maybe some people cringe when I say this. I'm totally against religion. I don't like religion. But I love a relationship with Jesus Christ. He never, never, never did he ever say, listen, you guys got to get together and you got to form a denomination or you got to do this and, you, gotta, you know, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
Religion, battles are fought because of religion. The churches are, are torn apart. Imagine that. Because of religion. But a relationship with Jesus Christ has never torn anything apart. Never has. All it's ever done is dry, driven sin out of your life. To have your sin forgiven. But religion, folks, is, is, is so much in, in a flowery prayer. You've got to say this, you've got to say that, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to say it the right way. Um, you know, and religion will give you the flowers. Relationship. You'll bear your heart and your soul before Jesus Christ. That's what that's about. Oh, God, you are my God. You are my God. You're my next breath. That's how much I depend on you. I, Lord, I, I don't know who I'd be if it, if it wasn't for you. I, I don't know where I would be today if it was not for the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. That's not flowery. That comes from here. And it's something that I say often. Often. God, I don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for you. I don't know where my relationship with, with my wife would be if it, if it wasn't for him. If it wasn't for him. I, because I'm, I'm just me. That's all I am. And I tried getting through life on my own. Believe me. Don't work. Doesn't work. Lord, I love you. You know, don't be afraid to tell him that. Don't be afraid. You know, relationships, folks. When you think about relationships, you don't have a relationship if you haven't got communication. And you know, that's what prayer is. It's not flowers. It really isn't. It is bearing your soul to the Lord and and talking to him, being with him, and how special that is. Here's a question for you. Why do you pray? Why? I went on, uh, I got, uh, I'm checking out a, a Barna Group survey, and in that survey, out of all the people they, they uh, questioned, gave the survey through, 38% said the most important purpose of prayer was intimacy with God. It's true. That's relationship stuff. 38% said it was intimacy with God. Do you know what that means? That means that 62% are giving a grocery list. They're going to the Lord and they're saying, I want, I want, I want, I want, see ya. That's what that means. In the Bible, there's 377 references to praise and 375 references to prayer. It's, it's relationship, guys. You know, it would seem that the Lord kind of expects this communication that, that he wants to have with us. 13% of the people lost their faith because their prayers weren't answered. They weren't answered the way, in other words, they weren't answered the way they expected them to be answered. And when you look at unanswered prayers, folks, 
when, when if you're in a hospital and, and, and I come to, to, to see you and I, and I pray for you, I'll pray for healing. I'll pray for your healing. But now I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to tell you that I have no idea what that healing is going to look like. I have no idea. I got, I got no clue. Uh, it's, it's different for him and us. We, we, we don't want to lose somebody. We cling to them. But is that the healing that they really need? I'm going to tell you a story, and I don't think she was going to mind this. Do you, uh, a few years ago, there was a lady that had been here for years. Out to, Ronnie Bohia. Do you remember Ronnie? What a sweetheart. Good grief. Um, when I was at the other church, um, and you, you guys were going through a time, I don't, you didn't have a pastor at the time. And, um, and I knew Ronnie, and I knew she was in the hospital, so I went down to see Ronnie. In fact, I went a few times up at the hospital, and, and she was just such a, such a joy. What, she was a, uh, I tell you, it did me more good to go see her than I did for her, you know. I mean, she was just that kind of a person. And so I went down to see her this one day over at Florida Hospital, and she wasn't there. And so I asked the nurse, I said, Where, where'd she go? She, they, she says, you just missed her. She just went to hospice. And so I went down to hospice on um, uh, uh, Dean Derry, Gulf, Gulf Coast, I guess that is. And, and I walked in and found her and got in there, and there was, there was Ronnie laying in bed. Um, she was, uh, her eyes were closed. She didn't know I was there. But her eyes were closed, and she was breathing shallow, but she was there. And so I went in and I talked to her for a little bit and then I put my hand on her and then I prayed for her. And when I opened my eyes, her eyes were wide open and she was gone. She was gone. When I was praying for Ronnie, the Lord came in and took her right out from under my nose. Took gone. I was praying for Ronnie's healing. She was healed. She was healed. Um, <laughs> I went out and I, I got the nurse and had the nurse come in and uh, she checked Ronnie and I bawled like a baby. I, I, the nurse ended up just, just hugging me. <laughs> it was, I, I just, you know, guys, Ronnie's eternity started right there. That was probably one of the most blessed times I've ever had in ministry, to have been there when that happened. And, and it, you know, uh, she was healed. She was healed. How, how awesome it was to, to be able to be there. The Apostle Paul said, to live is Christ to die is gain. And there's no truer words in that. Folks, there are two points that are vital, absolutely vital to prayer. And, and, and in your own prayer life, there are these two points. And there's, there's others, but listen. You need to be praying in God's will. You need to be praying in his will. You need to be one with Christ. 
listen, don't pray for the lottery, okay? We throw everything out here. What is it that you're praying for that would bring honor and glory to God? You need to be praying in his will. You need to be praying for something that, that he lays on your heart and, and something that, that is going to ultimately bring honor and glory to his name. And you also need to ask in faith. No doubt. No doubt. You pray for it, and it's like you watch what you pray for because you could get it. You, you pray for it. You don't doubt for it. Flip over in your Bibles to James chapter 1 in verse... Uh, I'm going to read 2 through 8 on this. James chapter 1 in verse 2. It says, My, my brethren, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Folks, I, you know, I really, what, he's, what he's speaking up here is, is profiting from trials. Yes, that's, that's part of it. But you, he is telling us, you need wisdom Do you need wisdom in doing the work that I'm setting before you? Do you need that wisdom? Then here it is. I'll give it to you. Pray for it. And don't you dare doubt me. Don't doubt me. We meet here on Mondays. Uh, You know, a lot of times we don't even have our meetings. And and people come in before a meeting and and they pray. You know something? Need to be praying for wisdom. Not for stuff just to go good. Pray for the wisdom that he is offering to give you liberally. We want guidance in in all that we do. Pray for it. But when you pray for it, don't you dare. Don't you dare doubt it. Because if you doubt it, you're a double-minded person. You'll be tossed anywhere. Anything will change your mind. But he'll set you on the right course. You don't want to be double-minded. Let me give you an example of what I'm speaking of here. I know, listen good, I know because of this church's past that God has a plan here. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. God has a plan here. Too many things, folks, are are falling into peace, 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 falling into place. Coming together, like, like, how could this possibly, possibly be happening? He's got a plan. He's, he's, got, he's got a plan. I pray for you. I pray for this church. I, I do this. It's, it's a regular thing. Folks, I pray for the direction of, of this church. 
let me, let me fill you in on something. The past couple of months, with, with the campaign that is going on, and you've got to figure halfway, we went halfway through January still trying to figure out how to implement everything. And so we started putting together, in the 7,000 hours, we almost got 1,000 hours. Almost got 1,000 hours. Do you realize how many hearts are being touched? We've had, in the first two months, 68 visitors. 68. Actually, 71, because I know three that, that didn't, get on the, didn't get on the rolls. 71. 71 people. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And we're just getting started. Guys, in my amazement in all of this, Shirley said, hey, isn't that what you were praying for? Do I doubt it? I don't. And even though I don't doubt it, I will still always be amazed by what God does. I'm telling you. We need to be together in prayer for this church and for what God is going to do here. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to tell you how sure I am about what is happening here. And I know this for a fact. There is something remarkable going on here. There is something that is absolutely remarkable. And here's what I know. He's going to fill this church. Our Lord is going to fill this church. There is no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind. And here is why I know this to be a fact. Because the people of the church are putting their money where their mouth is. And I'm not talking about real dollars and cents here. I mean that they are getting out and they are touching this community. They are doing a community service. They're asking people to come and and to be a part of this. Actually, what we're doing, we're doing what he wants us to do. And because we're faithful, we can't be as faithful as he is going to be to us. He is going to fill this church Now, you might think I'm crazy. (laughs) You might think I'm crazy, but I'm not. And I sat here and heard him say it. He did it. I need this church to be this big. Folks, he's going to fill this church. We don't have any gimmicks. Oh, my goodness, am I running long? I'm sorry. We don't have any gimmicks here. I'm not going to tickle ears. I'm not going to preach some of the garbage that I heard last Sunday and the Sunday before that on TV. I'm going to preach the Word of God. It has to be. Folks, it, it has to be. We have no gimmicks. All we can do is we can worship and we can glorify our God and we can be as a church as he wants us to be and we can't be as faithful as he is. And he will be faithful. Folks, I believe in actually in saying this that if I believe it, i got to state it. And I do. I believe in what he's going to do here. The only thing I don't know is if it's in one or two services. 
He might fill it twice. I don't know. That could be the case. Don't let me stand in the way. But folks, here's the thing. It's not to my glory. It's not to your glory. It's to no one's glory here except to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to be what he is calling us to be. And I know because of that, he's going to be faithful. Folks, you need to pray. You need to pray. I need to pray. We need to do so without a doubt. Without a doubt in our mind. I'm telling you that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for what he's going to do here. Is it to make plans? Absolutely we make plans. Absolutely we do. Because Jesus Christ is going to do something here that can only be called by his hand. It can only be explained that way. Because that's who he is. That's who he is. We'll be faithful in this. We'll be faithful. We're going to take communion. Oh, I'm so sorry I ran long. No, I'm not. (laughs) The message had to come. The message had to come. You know, when you come down, when you take communion today, folks, realize, realize who you take communion before before the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who sent his son to die for us on a cross. If, if not for Jesus, this would just be a formality, but this is not a formality. This is us coming to him in, in communion. In communion. Pray. Pray while you're here. Thank him for being the faithful God that he is. Thank him. Thank him in advance for what he's going to do here at Trinity Church. Guys, he's an awesome God. What a privilege it is to be be a part of what he's going to do. On the night that, that Jesus was betrayed after the Passover meal in the upper room, with his disciples. Jesus took the bread. He broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this. And and when you do, do this in remembrance of me. After the bread, he took the cup. And again, in giving thanks to the Father, He said, this cup is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of our sins. Golly, he he has blessed us in so many ways. And folks, he's not done. He's not done. There is so much more to do. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I, I give you thanks in all that you are as our God. Father, thank you for being our God. Thank you for for knowing each one of us who is here. As we come to your table, Father, I pray that you would just lay your hands upon each and every one of us. Touch our heart as only you can. Speak into each of us what you have for us to hear. Bless us as only you may be able to. Father, may this juice and this bread, may it be the body and the blood of Christ.
for all who partake. And in this, we'll give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.